Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, this is one of these special feel-good episodes. Um, I'm bringing back, a, a not bringing back, but I'm bringing on a Westburg native, um, Vesna. Uh, you all know her as Vesna Jones, and now you are Vesna Farrar. <laughs> okay, um, guys, when we do these podcasts or whenever I do them with people that I grew up with, um, it's always something special that grabs me to them. Now, with Vesna, this is a weird story, but I will just say it because we didn't even go over it. Um, her mother, Nora, her mom is the greatest Spanish teacher, the greatest uh, influence in the Spanish culture in our community of Restburg. We had other Spanish teachers, blah, 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 blah. But her mom had the pizzazz. Her mom had charisma. And with charisma, that makes you an enigma. And not everybody has charisma. Everybody has selling points. But her mom was so charismatic. I remember growing up that we would always, it was a joy to go to your mother's class. And um, not to speak too much about her, because I'll have to find her around the world. It's okay. I'm a big fan of her, so it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Her mother, like, uh, she, she just... I don't know what it would have been like to grow up with your mother, but I would have loved to have to rented your mother. Like if I could have got her from rent a center for like 90 days or so, just to have all that high octane energy. It seemed like your mom had 93 gas inside of her every day. <laughs> she did. She did. She had an energy uh, she has an energy. Forgive me. She has an energy that is um, just, it, it can be almost exhausting sometimes because watching her and how she paces herself and how she works and how much she cares it, it's inspiring and not just for everybody, but even in the family, it's, it's wonderful to see her and also know the behind the scenes and what she does and the, the caring and the empathy behind it. It's, it makes it even more special. So thank you for those compliments for her. That's huge. Oh yeah, no doubt. So Nora, um, at some point I will reach out, I will find you. Um, I want to thank your mom, like for being part of, um, and, and I'm going to do this for now because I have a few other episodes with other people from Westburg, but mm-hmm. she's part of our culture. Like she's influenced a lot of people and you never know how far. Um, and I always say it's about influence because I didn't know what I was doing for people myself. And you obviously don't know what you do for people either. Um, influence, you, we never know who we touch and how we touch them. Mm-hmm. So Vesna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let the audience know about you. Well, thank you. I'm I'm super excited to be here. So I did grow up in our community. Yes. I grew up actually in a farming family and couldn't wait to get out of the area. Um, So I did as soon as possible (laughs) and I went to school, but there, there's always been a level of caring for people, um, wanting to help people. And so ended up going into school and kind of doing a macro sociological background with psychology. Um, Sales has always been a desire for me, but I kept stumbling into all the wrong things. So I did live out of state for a little while and then came back and began to work at the local social services. And one of those, it's one of those God-given moments where you go, this is not at all what I want, but I'm here. And it grew me exponentially in ways that I could not have grasped if I had tried to do what I thought I should be doing. Um, so I think a lot of times when we start off going, this is how my life is going to look. And then whatever the reasons may be, it doesn't go that direction. It's as 2020 has taught us, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to just turn direction to go, okay, I will try this step or I'll try this direction. So I'm after about 13 years, I have left the department of social services and um, I'm actually staying at home with my two children. My husband also had a career shift after 17 years in engineering. And so I'm now farming and doing, um, I actually own my own business and I work for myself so that I can kind of have a nice balance of 
chaos and structure after 13 years of being under a government, <laughs> a government entity. So it's been, it has been one of the most challenging and one of the most exciting years of my life. Um, I can't say that I've loved every second of it, but I think that's just life. You're not supposed to love every second, okay. but at the same time, that feeling of, wow, this is where I'm actually called to be has been much more prominent. And I'm thankful I'm hitting it now in my mid thirties and can see where it goes from there. Okay. So I'm going to just dive right in. Um, I've been doing this whole, do you remember the TV show 2020? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right, so, so you had Diane Sawyer, you had mm-hmm. um, Barbara Walters, you had John Stossel. John Stossel did a little comedic thing. I don't do the comedic thing. Stand up is only on Saturday nights. Um, <laughs> so let me go into the hard hitting question here. Like mm-hmm. before we go any further. What motivated you this year to change everything around? Not saying COVID, but there's always minor little things here or there. What motivated you to just go full circle and turn things into the line of work you're doing now? So full disclosure, I had hit a point of my job where I was burnt out, but I didn't want to admit it. And the negativity I was bringing was counterintuitive to who I actually am. So I'm, I'm an annoyingly positive. I gained that from my mom. Um, one of those annoyingly positive people that I really do see the positivity, but I have a nice streak of sarcasm to keep it relaxed. Okay. And, uh, and what was happening was that sarcasm was coming out and everything was tinged negatively. And instead of being challenged and feeling like I was actually contributing, I felt like I was spinning my wheels and not actually growing. And when I don't feel like I'm growing, and I think this is true for many, many people that I've worked with, if I don't feel like I'm growing, I feel like there's something in, innately wrong with me. And I begin to kind of just focus inward. Whenever that happens and you're focused solely on your ego, there is nothing else happening and you cannot do anything else. Um, you're pretty miserable around the people that you are supposed to be joyous around. You stop finding the happiness. And I knew all those things. I'd studied all those things, but it took me too long to figure it out myself. So I decided that instead of continuing to just be safe and stay negative and be secure, that at the time, my husband was actually um, out of state and he was out of state for a solid six months and we couldn't see him and could barely talk to him. And so I needed to be home for my kids. So I kind of used COVID like, oh, you know, I kind of need to be around home. But there had been such a longing to get out of the safety that I finally practically threw up and wrote a two weeks notice. And I went, I love you guys. I thank you for everything. And I'm out of here. And it was one of the scariest moments. <laughs> I I cried the, the first week, the entire, you know, you're supposed to celebrate when you leave a job because yes. you, know, you don't leave a job without another job. And I was leaving a job for an insecure, <laughs> like no job. And it was awful. I cried the first week. What have I done? But I knew enough that if I wasn't contributing positively anymore, I was only going to bring other people down. And I had a coworker, my work spouse, who I love dearly, and that I recognized I was negatively impacting her and I did not want to be that person anymore. So it all kind of just came to head in May of this year. And I went, fine, I'll come home. We do have a family farm. We do have, um, you know, there's been part of the family that's been taking care of it, but people are aging. And it was also that smack in the face this year of if everybody were to pass before me, I don't know anything. And this family farm could possibly potentially be good, just gone. And that, was riskier than staying safe in an office job. And so I now dedicate my time to learning about things that I probably should have learned more about when I was a kid 
as well as just working with my family, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, and then being with the kids as much as possible, they do go to school now, but that sense of if I had to look at, and this is something I ask myself a lot, if I'm laying on my deathbed and God willing, I have my brain and I go, did, am I happy? What did I contribute in life? Who have I helped in life? And did I leave a legacy that my family will be proud of? And if those three things, if I can sit here and say the choice that I'm about to make is not going to lead to one of those things, then I'm not making a very good choice, am I? And that has been driving me. I heard that one day during some development thing, and I just thought, that is it. That is it. That is how I'm going to have to live. Is this going to take me to something that is going to benefit others and leave a legacy of, of honor and pride for my family? And what kind of legacy am I leaving for my family? So I'm not sure if I really answered it. <laughs> yeah. So like what I got from this and I'll, and I'll pass this along yeah. to the viewers too. Um, you got stagnant and you're a person that can't be stagnant. You can't be stagnant water. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of self-care involved in this. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of what you said, family preservation, you have a farm, you, your family. And I think the key thing that um, I got from everything you just said was that it's about the family. Mm-hmm. It's about the self-care, the individual uh, that's involved. And how you're the patriarch, how you have to, you know, carry everything out to a certain degree. What you say? Yeah. yeah. And it is, if you, if you are given a family legacy, I mean, even if it's just a house, even if it's not a house, let's just say it's something that your family does that maybe another family doesn't do. It's that sense of, are you contributing that? And is it something that's going to benefit? Are you going to leave the world a better place than you found it? Am I just up here sucking up oxygen and wasting my time? Or am I actually giving back and benefiting others? And if the answer is I'm over here sucking a bear, then I need to move on to something that's going to help someone else. And there are a lot of people who I I love listening to elderly people. And I think that that is something that a lot of us need to just kind of sit back and go, what, what do the elderly have to tell us? Because one lady said, if I'm feeling blue and I'm feeling gross, I reach out to somebody and I do something nice to them. I write somebody a card. I say, hello, I call somebody. And as soon as I get out of my own head, I am transformed into somebody that's caring for someone else. And I begin to move forward again. I'm not stuck in, I'm not looking inward, I'm moving outward again. And that is something that it's stuck with me. So that whole self-care, that whole family preservation is, I was really just going, oh, it's so me, but really it wasn't. It was other people. It's, you know, my husband has chosen a career that is, is benefiting the family, but it also means that he's here and there and doing different things. And to have someone who's stable and being able to take care of anybody that needs to be taken care of is a gift. And so I I need to use it wisely. (laughs) I need to use it wisely. (laughs) Okay. So what is this business that you got into? (laughs) So it is the, um, it is, it's network marketing. And I say it that way because there has been such a negative connotation. So whenever I used to walk up to somebody and say, Oh, I have a side biz or I have a, you know, a side hustle and old, it was always with the connotation of self-deprivation, not deprivation, um, depreciation, as well as that sense of don't judge me. Right. But if, if anything, this year has shown that jobs are not just outside of the home. Jobs are clearly now capable of being inside the home and worked around schedules and paced with family. And if you are your own boss, it is truly up to you what you're going to achieve. So there's, there was a lot of research that I did into company culture. Um, and that's such a trendy word as well. So I, I kind of hesitate on that. But what I was looking for in a company, and it, 
helped me exponentially in how others look for companies and what they're looking for and the, the luxury almost of being going, okay, what am I worth? And what do I want to see out of a company? And I did a whole lot of research before I went into anything else. And I've seen sales and I've done other sales and I, I failed. Let's just be honest. I failed in other sales because I didn't apply and it, but it also helped me refine what I was looking for and the level of talking about self-care, that level of personal development that we forget to do and not just going to a spa and getting massage, but who am I? What am I doing on this earth? What do I want to do on this earth? How do I help people <laughs> on this earth? That I was clearly on that journey earlier in this year. So I just continued it. And so the business that I am, I'm with is for, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. It's an amazing vehicle, but the culture itself is something that provides so much more than just feeling good and being in your own skin. Um, and I can talk more about that, but that that's what I'm doing. I work with a company called Madeira. And so there's products that I utilize to benefit my physical health, which then in turn benefits my mental health, emotional health. And it's just, it's an entire package in one. Okay. Now let me give the, the, the listeners a little insight. All right. Um, obviously I run a podcast. So I search for guests. I look everywhere. Um, I want to say quite a few months ago, last time it was really warm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to, everybody calls it a Facebook story or anything like that. I'm a professional wrestling fan. So I call them vigilantes. So they're, they're little things. Um, and, I, and I notice everybody, uh, one thing that uh, anybody will tell you about me is I pay attention to a lot of detail. I don't just. Very detailed. I just don't. <laughs> it um, sounds to me how well you do that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Um, it's, it, I don't call it a stalker thing. I just, like, I look at certain people. Um, I put out a Facebook story. So I look at the next 15 people beside me. I put out an Instagram story. I look at the next 20 people beside me. So I started noticing, I mean, you always were posting things, but it was just small little things. It could be a meme here, or it could be uh, something about self-improvement. You started doing just a minor few little things. Then you started catching a little steam. You were actually doing more videos. You were doing this and that. So I was like, Hey, what she got going on over here? Um, and I talked to many friends between us, um, about different people and you know we always people's names spark up you know your name sparks up um because you know it's a, it's a very uh unique name so yes so you, so you know um a lot of times you know we there's we come from a double a school so we had a fairly good size amount of kids that we went to school and kids below us um the rule of them that i give people is is when you're in high school the kids that are two years under you and that are four years above you you would know so that gives you a train of six six years plus four more years for the cousins and the whoever. So you can have a stretch in high school of people knowing you for about a good 10 years mm-hmm. through that time. So I noticed what you were doing. And I was like, nobody else is really doing anything like this. You know, you, you weren't out there hard selling. You're not out there ever hard selling or doing anything like that. Simple, positive reinforcement. Because mm-hmm. you never know what someone's going through. And I was like, man, that's really touching and that's like thank you that's, that's like sort of like what i try to do with the podcast by bringing people yeah. on yeah you know um obviously we have a, a detail of yes there's something that you may be selling but you're influencing even though you don't want to be an influencer <laughs> well not necessarily i actually after you said that and i'll go ahead and say jr asked me you know what you how does it feel to be a social media influencer and i immediately reacted i'm not an influencer no way so i then i went and looked it up because i am a nerd 
And I am not, it, it is a bit of an influence. And I think I needed to retweak how I thought about it because sometimes the, again, that influencer, they're spending more time making sure that they have a very carefully crafted image and how they want that image to be presented and how they want companies to utilize that. And in a sense, this new format that I both stumbled into and also research is called social retail. So you are, you are creating an imagery of what you hope while also keeping it very realistic, showing the vulnerability and also showing just who you are as a person, which I really wish society would let us just respect the fact that we are not happy all the time. It's okay to not be happy all the time. And you have to get through that in order to get through that. So that is where I'm coming from a place of honesty and having a company that supports it and encourages that kind of growth and, and, and to developmental thing amongst a team is, is key. So yes, there is sales involved, but when it comes down to the format of how you're utilizing that sales, you can either be super spammy pammy and go after people and utilize techniques that make people uncomfortable, or you can find something that speaks to who you are naturally and you just use your basic skills. And I think that that is huge when it comes down to that shift in network marketing. Most smart, innovative, forward-thinking companies are going in that direction. If you have a company that says, no, you have to do it this way, and this is the image you have to craft, unless that's your image that you already have, you are not going to feel comfortable, and it is not going to be something that will make you happy down the road. And in the grand scheme of things, we all want to make sure we're happy down the road. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, and I, I like it because it's so subtle because – um, my approach with things like I have guerrilla tactics. Um, I live in West Virginia, so I travel between Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, all these places yeah. within yeah. 30 days. So um, I, my heart sell is that, uh, and it's silly, Snapchat. Nobody, we're adults. Oh, yeah. Snapchat, like with what you do, you could film mm -hmm. a video um, and you can put Linktree or something to it. I put, mm -hmm. I put my business in rest areas. I don't. Yes. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but like I don't go out and just like, oh, you need to listen to this, blah 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 blah. Right. Cause I, I right. kinda seen what you did, something subtle to um to get my business up and to still mm -hmm. keep it, you know, things look very lively. So let me ask you this. Um, your company that you work for, mm -hmm. what is their first motto? If someone wants to get in there, wants to get started with your company, what is the very beginning tool that they give you to get you to Think not think so much into their mode because they're they're you're being an individual in everything you're doing, but what is the what is their what is the, how do they get you to come to them over someone else? That's a better way to say it. Team culture. Um, so I didn't. And one thing I, I have to say, I love to work, and it was a big mental difficulty, big mental hurdle. And not everybody feels this way, but I don't sit still very well. And so going home and being with the children, it was wonderful. Going home and farming, that's a lot of physical things, was great. But there was still a side of me that felt not being used, which is why I went back into sales and looked, looked around and thought, okay, this is something that's interests me, but I can do it on my time. Um, this specific company, they give you the team culture of we are all on the same level. And that is different than any other company I've been in. You, you have different levels you want to achieve, obviously, um, if you're looking for a financial gain. 
But when you come into a company culture where they say, okay, what is a personal goal for you? Not business goal, but what is a personal goal for you? Where do you want to see yourself in one year? If you could write a letter to yourself, what does that look like? How does it taste? What does it feel like? How, what are you smelling? What are you seeing? Who's with you? Who's around you? What's the weather? I mean, very specific goals that we, we can talk about in like terminology, but when you're hungry and you want to, you want to do something for yourself and your family and, or just do something different. That is huge. That, that puts you in a different mindset. This company also gives you a basic blueprint five, 10 minutes, you know what the company is about. You know, their values, you know, that they honor those values and you know, basically their model off the bat. You then based on what you want to do, can take it and run with it and, and create, I, I see a lot of health coaches in this company because it is a health and wellness company. Okay. I, I see a whole lot of um, nurses that work with it because the products are outstanding. They won awards. I see a lot of women who are understanding that a lot of times stay at home moms, particularly not knocking dads, but stay at home moms, particularly there's a confidence at, thing that just isn't there whether it's self-identity, whether, whatever it could be, we could be here for hours talking about that, but that, that those moms that have just gone, no, this is my identity and I can grow this while it's benefiting my family and actually paying more attention um, to them. And again, not being a spammy Tammy. So there's a, and forgive me if there's any Tammy's listening. I don't know why I keep saying that, but that is one of those (laughs) things that just comes out. So I apologize. But it is, again, that negative connotation with network marketing is you have to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and fall in. But that's not, that's not what a lot of the companies do. You got to drink their Kool-Aid, you know, go, go on their level. But if you can meet a company that is innovative and, and can give you the blueprint in five, 10 minutes and say, this is what we're about and here's how you can do it. And then you can run with it. This, this company also gives you, they basically tell you how to get running with it in 30 days. And they give you the things that have to happen social media wise but they're formulated and thought out and researched and utilized from the very top. And I'm not talking like, well, you can do this peons, but top, top folks are doing this themselves while you're doing it with them. And you get on the meetings with them and you don't have to earn a conversation with them. You just talk to these people. They're humans. Totally different, totally different than anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. So you're actually part of the team. You're from top to bottom. I like that. like yeah. that idea. Yeah. Um, so um, on the show, and I always do this, I always tell everybody, um, you know, it's awesome that you're selling something right now. You're doing something. You have a great way of doing things. Um, but has there come a point, you're doing this, right, that you just like, you just had to stop for a minute and you're like, did that woe factor or wow factor. Has that, has that hit you yet? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's hit me actually in several different ways. Yeah, absolutely. It hit me one day when I was doing something and I said something to somebody that Vesna would say in her head, but wouldn't actually ever come out because I tend to not want confrontation and don't want to rock the boat. And it snapped out, not rudely, but just very confidently. And I went, Whoa, who, (laughs) what, who is that? And I could recognize the change. I mean, even in the last three months, the huge shift I've had just personally, the joy personally, the confidence personally, I mean, that if I didn't make a dime from this company, that would be worth it. And then beyond. And we literally got off the zoom before this meeting and we were all saying that 
women up here, women down here. I just, all of us, even men on the call, we're like this, if we don't make a dime, the team culture, that feeling of support, encouragement, and embodiment of being who you are blows it out the water. So that was wow number one. Wow number two is that I'm more successful in this because it is something that speaks more to my personality, being healthy, you know, uh, making sure your body can move, athletic kind of things while also working just to be healthy, period. Mental, okay. emotional. So yeah, it's, yeah, a couple wow moments at least. <laughs> Okay, so if someone wants to position themselves with your company, how do they get in touch with you? Because here's the key thing. Um, mm-hmm. So many times when I deal with uh, these podcasts, I have people on, you're promoting a book, you're promoting something, and we get detail in there. And I always, we usually do this two or three times in the episode because I have some people that like to just click through. They'll find a spot mm-hmm. they like and they'll just listen because I'll break it up in certain areas. So okay. how do they get in touch with you so that they can be successful just like you? They reach out directly to me and we can talk about, about both the company. Um, I have a website that is directly related to the company, but getting in and having a conversation with me about your goals, uh, whatever they may be, whether it's just physical health goals, financial goals, personal goals, whatever that will help me tell you whether or not this is going to be a good fit, because it's not going to be something that it, it's not going to be something that we want to say, this is absolutely for you. When in reality, you weren't looking for this. So having a conversation with me, getting into a conversation with other people in the company, just to talk about what you hope to see, then we can begin the process of, is this going to be something that's going to suit you? It is a blessing for everybody, but it doesn't mean that this is a specific blessing for everybody. Okay. So, so do you have a business Instagram? Um, no, it is personal. Um, so my personal profile is, yeah. I did not do a business Instagram because again, it's that sense of reality. Right. Cause um, you're not trying to, you're not trying to brick and mortar what you're doing No, Now, and it, it was actually recommended not to, and I, I hadn't, um, I have other business avenues that I'm working on, but that is for me getting in touch with me on Instagram, getting in touch with me on Facebook, you know, sending a friend request while also sending a message. I, when people do friend requests, I send them, Hey, Thanks for the freedom, Chris. I, tell me how I know you. Let's be friends in real life because it is not just let me be a pretty picture of what life might be like. It is who are you and how can I add value in your life and what can we do together? Right. And I like that y'all are breaking the, uh, the taboo of this perceived social media because I tell you a funny <laughs> joke um, and just in my line of work, um, I have to be very careful what I post. Mm-hmm. So I treat Facebook like it's Walmart. I treat Instagram about <laughs> like it's Target because, you know, Target, not everybody's going inside Target. Right. We have a second store uh, in this portion of where I live called Myers, And Myers mm-hmm. is Walmart and Target at the same time. Hmm. So I have certain people that are on that level with me. And I hate to put tears yeah. like that, but I do that yeah. for the for the simple. And you don't do that. You, you're flat. But the reason well, that- it's it's a mixture because there are certain people on Instagram that you can appeal to differently than you can on Facebook. And it's just watching your audience. It's nothing really like molding yourself differently. It, because it's, it is level across the board. I, I post across the board, but if I can't, if it doesn't suit on Instagram, I'm not going to put it on Facebook. Okay. So I, I got what you're saying, but it is, it, so I'll, again, sarcastic streak. There are certain memes that come up that I'm like, Oh, I really want to post this. 
but it's because it's funny to me in that moment. But looking back, it could be offensive to someone else. It could be, it could be something that would make someone else feel like second guessing themselves. And I'm not here for that. So even if for a moment, it might be funny two days from now, I might go, you know, that really wasn't that funny. And I was in a really interesting mood. And so that awareness of, no, I'm not molding my life, but I am making sure that it is as open as I want it to be. There are things. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> does yeah, that, does, that does make sense. Cause like I say, like with my adult content, like I do do an episode once a month that is adult content. I throw that on Saturdays at night. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you listen during the day. Um, but anything that I have that, that type of humor, that's what I have Snapchat for in our, this day and age, my private little 18 or 20 people that I deal with on that level. If it's a funny joke, we pass it there. If it gets out yeah. of there, yeah. you know, and I understand it too. Like, um, so here's my, my Diane Sawyer question. Um, mm-hmm. With the job that you do, what is your new motto in life? What was your motto before this? And what is the motto that you would pass along to Vesna Jr.? If there was a Vesna Jr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I never honestly had a set motto. Um, I do think I go back to leave the world better than you found it. That that's kind of been where I was before, but varying in how I did that. It it was in small ways. It was in this way. It was in that way, but I never felt like there was a calling way. I mean, I worked in social services. So a lot of it was, how can I help people that are coming in, in my specific job function and benefit them? Now that I'm not in that, that sense of how can I leave the world better than I found it? I have to try a lot harder. It's not only for me, it's agriculturally. How can I take care of this land? How can I leave it better than I found it? But it's also everybody that I come in contact with. Can I benefit them in some form or fashion? Can I add value to their life? And can I make them, even if I can't add value, can I make them for 38 seconds feel important and know that they're important and know that they're a gift to this earth. And if the answer, if it checks those boxes, then I move forward. Um, if it doesn't, then I reevaluate why it's coming up for me and in what way I need to toss over it. And it's, it's cooled me down a little bit. I've had to slow down a lot more than I expected just so I can really evaluate. Is this going to benefit someone somewhere along the way? And if I could pass this down, sorry. So it's basically kind of like you don't waste your time. You, I try not to. You see what's <laughs> you see what's essential, and you see what's going to be positive for someone at the same time taking care of yourself. Because I, I kind of have to watch that now, too. Like because um, with the podcast, like I, the crazy thing people don't understand, I do this like outside of my work. So like where I had this free week, I cycled. It's a lot I, of work. Yeah, I background have, backgrounds of podcasts. I had no clue until recently. Yeah, like because even for you, and, and I'll give this story. I've uh, been after you probably since I want to say I'm in September. Oh my. Yeah, just we've talked back and forth, but you know, you yeah. have so much going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get in where you fit in. Yeah. So, um, with everything that's going on with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in your job, what is the greatest part of your job today? Because we've talked about a lot of things, but when I say the greatest part, like what at the end of the day, like when you sit down and it's Vesna 30, which is your time for yourself, mm-hmm. um, what, what, what is the greatest satisfaction you get out of your job? Because we always have different parts mm-hmm. that entail that we feel good about this and that. Like I can say, I love doing the podcast because I it gives people an outlet to empower others. But my real benefit Same. is I like doing these podcasts because I reconnect with people 
and people mm-hmm. that I didn't know we have we're connected by other people. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like wow, this per- this person could have been my friend 20 years ago, right? You know, <laughs> that's right. Yes, actually, we just had that conversation, and I I'm, I think I'm more in line with you. It's the connecting, it's the making a honest and unique connection with another human. Um, I'm a it's, it's so easy, especially in this uh, kind of environment we're in right now, where it's stay six feet away, stay, you know, wherever that, it, that human connection, that is a basic life function that we as humans need. And we need to feel connected to another human and being at home and working with cows. They're great. <laughs> they're wonderful. <laughs> or working on the land. It's wonderful. But that human connection. And at the end of the day, when I'm sitting, I'm, you know, if I'm like, I feel accomplished today, it is that connecting with another human and feeling like I left them happier, feeling value, feeling better, whatever the thought may be, feeling healthier than I found them in that day. And they gave me a gift of their attention and time. And time is, time is the biggest gift now. And so if they gave me that little bit of their time, then for me, that that's what makes me feel empowered that I've been able to connect with someone during the day. Okay. I like that answer because that is what we're looking for. That connection there. Cause it, like yeah. you said, things get just everything in the world is misconstrued. 2020 for some people has been very bad. 2020 for me, mm-hmm. um, where I travel a lot, mm-hmm. it has been a blessing in disguise because there's not that many people out in the world right now. And yeah. I tell people this, a yeah. lot of people um, don't really think about this. Like uh, I, I say just bordering states of you, to me in uh, across like you know this has been the time that zoom has become the greatest like it's mm-hmm. it's the new grandma it's the glue mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah and families yeah. now so so i find that to be uh, rather interesting so yeah. back to everything that's going on with you mm-hmm. um the audience is focused now because this is around the time that they're getting to where they're either going to jump off the podcast or, or yeah. uh, keep staying with it um what else is going on inside your job? How do you, how to, how is uh, the the product uh, able to motivate and to stimulate? Give us all that right there. I want you to give us the best Vesna uh, that you can right now. So go ahead. <laughs> all right. So let me let me tell you. I, I shared a little bit at the beginning where I was. I was. 12 years into that career you're supposed to stay in that, you know, 40 hours a week, 40 years of your life, 40, you know, that whole so-called goal that most of us think of when we're little kids and we're encouraged to do, which is a very difficult reality now. Miserable. Absolutely hated it. Did not like myself. I was an utter disaster of a parent and it was just, I left. I took a huge scary leap. I have then since found a company that encourages personal development and encourages you to be healthy on all aspects that has opened up both my mental awareness, as well as that emotional giving that kind of got bottled up when it was burnt out. Our products, because they, they kind of run the gamut of both. So we have collagen, we have health supplements. The collagen for me was a big thing. I'm a runner and I was having some knee issues and I was, every time I ran, I was, just miserable with my knee and I was doing everything they were telling me to do. And I started taking this collagen. I'd been taking powder collagen before I started taking this. I didn't have knee pain and that was it. That was it. That was all I needed. The vitamins, the supplements, they're beneficial. My body is moving better. i have more injuries because anyways, but I'm feeling the effects of taking care of myself physically. And this 
whole year shows you that if you can take care of yourself physically, it then means that you have less time to focus on how you feel or what's hurting or what thing is going wrong or what body parts not working properly so that you can then focus on the people who are in front of you, either whether they be your children, whether they be your grandparents, whether they be your parents, whether they be the sick couple down the street. Now you are healthy enough that you can focus outward. And that then helps your mental health because you're not focused on you, which then helps your emotional health because you're not focused on you because then it can help your spiritual health. That, that trickle effect, that overarching health, just because you decided to take a little bit of collagen to help that sore knee blows my mind. So I, when I see women, I had a mom talk to me and she said, I just don't want to be that fat mom running after my kid. And I cried because I knew that feeling of, I don't want to be that slow person worried about how I look and just having fun with my kid. It's about how you can benefit someone. How can I leave this world a better place? Well, I can help this mom feel better by taking care of herself. And now she physically feels better. So now she's not worried about what she looks like. So she can go run after her kid. So now she can go enjoy her life. That's huge. That's, that's, it's not just a bottle of pills. <laughs> it's not, you know, your daily vitamin. It's not collagen. It is about living your life and get and fully embracing your life and fully being personally developed to share your gift with everybody else. We need our gifts now more than ever. And I will preach that till, till I can anymore. Share your gift. Do not be afraid of it. We need it. We need it in this world. Okay. I like that. And I'll, and once again, like I said, um, what I like about your approach and even you, you're doing it in this interview, you didn't come out here and you didn't try to hard sell. You, you, you came with a nice story and like that positive reinforcement um, to that mother, you know, not everybody, and this that's one thing that I always try to talk about, like, not a lot of people understand that um, it's not necessarily self-isolation. It's, once you become a parent, your, your circle gets really, really small. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. parents could, you know, that mother could just be alone, even mm-hmm. though there's 100 people around her. Being alone oh, yeah. is, the, is the worst thing than being lonely, you know. And, mm-hmm. like, with what you said, I could kind of feel her sense there that, you know, you're taking some of that away from her and that self-esteem yeah. building that we're up not, cause, yeah because not well, everyone <laughs> yeah and we forget it's easy to forget in this culture right now because it is a lot of me oriented orient good grief english me oriented focus and and that's why i say personal development and self-care very gingerly because it is that but in reality it's so that you're not totally focused on you anymore it's so that you can look elsewhere and be connected with people and feel like you're part of something instead of that mother to inspire her children to do more and then her children to the network that wave that way the trickle effect hey i saw mommy taking care of herself i'm gonna take care of myself so that 30 years from now i too know that there i need to take this break and that i can be healthier for my kid which then benefits that child it's people don't realize that ripple effect and we're seeing it some, this pandemic has brought it into light some, but it's about everything you do, every choice you make that affect it's years down the road without you knowing it. Okay. All right. Now, Vesna, we have to get into a special part of the show. Um, on my show, um, that's one thing that uh, people need to know or a talent. Um, there is a rapper in New York city, this guy, and I talk about him all the time. Um, and I've got to post this video. I'm probably going to do it this evening. He can fix an Rubik's cube. Like he can solve it. 
in 30 to 40 seconds. He, um, in the brain function that it takes to do that, I wish I had that power so that I could do something really amazing in the world. So what is a hidden talent or a secret that no one knows about you? Because everybody has one. Like I have a disdain for beets. I don't like beets. You can give me other root vegetables. I'll eat rhubarb, parsnips, whatever, but keep your beets. If you can bring beets, I'll unfriend you in real life, you know. Um, I honestly, I, I think, and I can only think of a pet peeve. I don't, I don't know if any of my talents are really bad. I don't know. I, I, this is a great question, but I really don't know. Hang on. I would have to say that commercials about pouring drinks, like the Coca-Cola commercials, um, any kind of beverage pouring makes me want to crawl out of my skin. And I don't know why (laughs) it is that sound. When I hear it on the radio, I have to turn it off. When a commercial comes on, it just, it drives me insane. But I think that is, I have no idea. Honestly, it's a, it's a newer thing that is probably just something random. I don't know. You caught me off guard. I don't have a good answer for you. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, is it because that sound is not the real sound in real life? Because nobody's can just opens all nicely like that with that extra little sound. Yeah, and all that extraness. My can it's, it's the like, glug, glug, glug. <laughs> um, it can get to me in real life. And like, I don't drink soda. I haven't drank soda since high school. I got addicted to Mountain Dew and I haven't had it then, since then because of getting off of that was awful. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I, you know, I'll have a can here and there, but it's that pouring sound from a can or a bottle into a cup. I don't know. That, I think that's just a very strange thing that, plucks my odd nerve but that's really that's really it I mean I, I worked with motorcycles I love I, I have an unhealthy obsession with motorcycles um and one day I will own one after okay. my kids are grown <laughs> okay, but I, like I think they're they're one of the most amazing things on this planet and there's a sense of freedom with motorcycles that just puts me extremely calm so like is it something like you'd go up the Blue Ridge Mountains or something and do, or? Oh, I would do anywhere. I would just ride around in circles if people would let me. Um, and I've, I've got my license. I just don't have a motorcycle, especially now that as a mother, it seems a little bit like for me, I would end up probably being stupid and doing tricks or something. I think the challenge of it, controlling a piece of machinery, having it, you know, work with you, the curves in some of the mountains like Dragon's Gap down here, you know, yeah. on the southwestern side, that's a dream course for me to go through i've i've done the blue ridge mountains i've worked on short courses and stunt work but i think just motorcycles are just a kind of an enigma for me unicorns for some people motorcycles for me (laughs) okay i can go with that and um once again i want to thank you so much for being on west virginia and commonplace thank you thank you for having me this has been fun yeah this i know that you were probably a little nervous at first um, but you're a natural. Um, the one question I always ask people, and um, I've got to ask you, and okay. people don't know that we're talking on Zoom, so you can see me. I'm just sitting in the yeah. house with a weird wall behind me. Um, <laughs> uh, what's stopping you from having your own podcast? You have a positive vibe. You have all this great stuff going for me. What is stopping you? Because it only takes 20 minutes out of your day if you want one singular episode or really three hours out of your whole week to edit, do all that stuff. What's stopping you? I think that I enjoy listening to so many other experts that up until recently, I did not feel like I was really an expert in anything. Um, So 
for me, adding that onto my plate while I'm totally shifting life would probably mean it would fall to the wayside. So I know the time that I would want to devote to it by cultivating an audience, by cultivating um, people to come on. I currently need to use that time for family, my business, as well as farming. And I, I have learned enough about myself that I am a absolutely, let me go for it. Give me all the cool ideas. But in reality, if I can't give it a hundred percent, I don't want to start it until I know that I can begin that process and actually do it. And it's neat to come on here and chat and see your, who you look for and how you approach it and watch other people, how they approach their personal podcasts, as well as listening on my own level. And I'm new to the podcast game. I actually don't listen to podcasts hardly at all up until starting more recently so that I can see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. And, and this is one thing I've never said on any episode. I listen to other people's podcasts. And obviously, I listen to this because I edit it or whatever yeah. I do with it. But I personally don't sit down every day and listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found is, is there are people. And, and we've talked about the different sections, but I want to talk about office people for just two seconds. People that work inside an office, they get a break. And because the TV uh, app Quibi, which was like a 15, 10 minute uh, yeah. show, uh, is getting, I don't know what happened. Something happened and it failed. Um, oh. People have that 15 minutes and people don't use their 15 minutes to always scroll Facebook. Right. They're listening to something. They're outside walking around for so that 15 minutes around that building be it the Chrysler building or whatever, just going down all those stairs and going back. Well, maybe not going back up, but catching that elevator. So it's always weird times that they listen. It's not the time that I would listen because I'd be like, you know, in the olden time, gather everybody around the fire. Let's listen to a podcast on Alexa, you know. Right, right. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a different thing. And to me, it just feels like it's a radio station. It feels like I'm just on, I'm from Cowley's Mountain, so, or mm-hmm. Liberty Mountain, as they call it. So it would just be like me being on top of Cowley's Mountain, having this show. And having yeah. someone come on once in a while. So once again, I want to thank you. And one thing that um I would like to do because uh I consider this one of my better episodes. Probably oh, gonna cool. be one of the thank best you. ones. Um you and a friend of mine, Amy Bain, Amy, Amy Banton. I'm sorry, Amy, I got your name mixed up. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> y'all have this aura about you. And you gotta keep that in the world. Pass that along to people because not everybody has that. And once again, I'm gonna say you got the charisma of your mother. That makes you an Thank enigma. you. <laughs> you know, charismatic enigma. You have to be careful with that because it's contagious sometimes, and sometimes it's not. But yeah, if you can pass it along to your children, to your husband, you probably already pass it on to all of them. But if y'all just keep that flow going, you know, you. that makes the world better. So once again, thank I want to thank you for being on West Virginia Commonplace. Thank you for um, doing this. Thank you um, for having me. I need me. you to do me one quick favor before we get off. Give a shout out to everybody, everybody that has been involved, that's built up Vesna, that's made the whole transformation with you and for you yes oh so obviously my um, husband children I mean they shape my humor daily Um, my husband challenges me in good good ways (laughs) to be a better version of myself and then my parents who support me and who just believe in me wholeheartedly Um, the friends that stand beside me and love me even when I tend to not be consistently chatting as well as the friends that I have stepped away from, the ones that I've hurt, they taught me more than I can express. And I thank them for that. And the ones that have hurt me, the st- stupid mistakes is the way I call them, but the people that I, I had hoped to benefit their lives. And in reality, maybe I didn't. They're the ones that I have taken and grown from. And I use those failures to continue moving forward. And so I feel 
just anybody that can comes across my way. Thank you for sharing your positivity, your light, even if it's negativity, thank you for sharing because inevitably everybody teaches me something, but those, that corp group, my parents, my best friends, my husband and family. Okay. So so the key thing I got from there is learn me (laughs) or be a lesson to me. Right. (laughs) I tried to, it took a long time, but yes, I tried to everybody that I, I may have hurt because let's be real. We've all hurt somebody. I tried to a forgive myself, but then also recognize what I did and why I did it and how I could do better. And so I, I, everybody has taught me something somewhere along the way. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God gave, gave me that. Okay. Awesome. And all of the audience, we want to thank Vesna once again for being on West Virginia and commonplace. And I guess we're going to sign off. Awesome. Thank 